live on Twitter. And, uh, We're live. We are live, of course, gents. But um, we'll give our raving fans a few minutes to join us, obviously. Nick, I've got to say, mate, before uh, before we kick into it, you are looking sharp as a tack. You look good, Thanks, Nathan. No, thank you so much. I look good. I feel good. I am good. It's uh, It's good to be here. Shane, how are you looking? Yeah, look, I'm ready. I'm ready. Just got my little Queensland hat on. I'm like a southerner at uh, at the Tweed, ready to get across the border and attack our fish. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, welcome. Come one, come all. It's, it's very exciting to have you crossing the border into our lovely state. Uh, we go into politics, so I'm sure we'll delve in there. But uh, ladies and gents, welcome to episode four. Uh, four to the floor. I aptly named this one uh, because COVID's going to hit us all. We're going to hit the floor. But um, anyway, lovely to join you all. Nick, you look sensational. Shane, always a pleasure. Gentlemen, welcome. Uh, Nick, uh, a lot's been said, mate. First and foremost, what's the most exciting thing going on in your world, brother? So what am I up and about about this week, Nathan? Uh, yes, great segue. That's, uh, geez, we're good. Hello to all of our viewers. Hello to all our viewers across the Eastern European region. And they probably won't get what I'm up and about about, but I'm up and about about one of the most influential people in my time on the planet is celebrating his 71st birthday today. The one and only John Farnham. Oh, so I'm up and about. John. Oh, it's just standing. In. I got a bit, bit pensive, bit reflective today, thinking I've probably seen him... Um, upwards of 40 times live, um, will I get to see him again? Don't know. I hope I, hope I do because the last time I saw him was uh, under dubious conditions with Shane present. So I'm hoping I can not have Shane with me and see him in more comfort. What about you, Shane? What are you up and about about this week? Actually, before oh, we jump in there, hang of on. Of course, sorry. Yeah, Nick, sorry. Nick, mm. You know what I just realised, mate? I've never I, seen the great man with yourself. So... Uh, Next time he uh, goes oh, around wow. again, just grab another couple of uh, tickets. Make it just the one, and uh, give Doggy a call. But uh, absolutely. Shane, absolutely. Shane, what's happening, mate? Mate, uh, I'm I'm up and about about the the continuation. Uh, I'm very AFL centric. I love my footy, but I'm I'm prepared. I'm ready. I'm accepting of. A season which is going to be full of ups and downs. It's going to be topsy turvy. It's going to be all over the joint. But I'm so happy just to have footy with us throughout the week, Thursday through Sunday. Um, it's it's a powerful thing. It brings people together. It tears people apart. But overall, it's it's such a, a uniting experience um, to to have that as our our common medium. So. I'm sure we're going to cover off on it pretty early about the uh, the, the immediate future of our season, but um, damn, it's exciting. And uh, even though there are some terrible games, it's better than uh, it's better than a summer of cricket. So that's what I'm up and about about Nathan and yourself. Better than a summer of cricket. Vera Coley will be disappointed. But um, what am I up and about about? I'm up and about about dry cough medicine mixture. Fight this bloody cough. It's fucking annoying. But um, outside of that, I think I'll join your sentiments. I'm keen. To, I'm up and about the footy myself. So um, we'll go. We'll dive straight in. Then the, the games haven't been, I guess, at the pinnacle of uh, you know the the aesthetic appeal of the sport. I guess one would say. But um, Shane, you brought it up. Um, Alistair Clarkson went in. Um, but you know, 
a, a lot of narrative around, uh, I guess, the lack of free-flowing football, the lack of free kicks surrounding tackles. I think that needs to be addressed one way or another. Um, and you've got a handful of teams that are uh, finding a way to play expansive football and St Kilda being one of them, Port being another, and probably the Lions and uh, my boys, the Gold Coast Suns there. Um, Gold Coast trying, um, Brisbane probably executing a little bit more, but um, funnily enough, those teams that are uh, managing to play some expansive football find themselves at the right end of the uh, of the ladder very early on. So, yep. um, Shane, as you pointed out, mate, a lot has been said. Um, what's your thoughts at the moment? Um, a lot of doomsdays, obviously, but uh, I, I wouldn't say that we're still early in the season. I think the whole idea of being early and teams getting away with a couple of losses is well and truly over. Richmond, wake up. But, um, yeah, Shane, what's your thoughts and everything, mate? Mate, I'm, I, find it, I find it difficult to comprehend it. It's sort of like every, every year after, say, round four or five, there's, there's just this, this thing in the AFL game that has to be uh, a bugbear. There's so many negative people around. We all know that. But the AFL media um, uh, just love to latch onto something. In the past five or six years, consistently, it's been rules, it's been congestion, it's been those sorts of things. So, um, but... It's exciting that the the attacking teams are getting results. Absolutely, um, I think one of the the, the 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 bigger case studies over the past couple of years have been Essendon, who were all out attack, crazy attack, and you know run from the half back line and and um, score at all costs. But there there are teams that have tempered that. The Saints are going well. Um, Port Adelaide have a have a really stylish brand of footy. Your boys, the Suns. Um, getting on the outside and using the footy down the down the, the wings and, and beyond. So, look, um, I'm I'm happy with it. I'm happy for the uh, the defensive teams to get defeated by um, by the attacking teams, um, hopefully. But um, look, Clarkson certainly has um, some some interesting viewpoints, and he's been sort of lambasted in the media for coming out. He's allowed to. He's got more runs on the board than most. So. Let's have the conversation, but let's still focus on the good things about our game because there's, there's plenty of them. And rightfully so. I think um, it's just doomsdays. It's just media. It's clickbait. We're touching this in the, the Pontius episode for all you you know hardcore fans. But Nick, um, what are your thoughts as far as where is the season going? In, in our 30-second 30 second, 30 second catch-up, wow. I giggle because uh, people, I think people think we're joking when we're like, oh, shit, it's 7.30. We best get on. What do you want to talk about, boys? But, um, you know, the, the Queensland government obviously holding a lot of power over how, um, you know, at least the next month's minimum football could look like. Uh, where are you with everything, mate? Um, as you pointed out two and a half minutes ago, we don't, we don't, we don't have much clarity of what the season looks like at all. Um, so what, what's your thoughts on uh, everything, brother? Well, there's not much. There's not much clarity in anything at the moment, and that's, I guess, it's people just three blokes who just love the game. We're not, you know, involved at the highest level to know what conversations happening behind the scenes, and you really do hope those conversations are transparent and fluid, and all the big buzzwords that the AFL keep spinning. But the thing that concerns me, and um, we mentioned this in our two-minute pre-show, was, uh, or is it that? Beyond Sunday evening, there's no fixture. Uh, we don't know where we're going. We don't know what part of the country we're in. Um, and for a for a billion dollar industry to not have certainty beyond Sunday, publicly, 
is a is a real concern. You've got to be concerned if you're a, you're a paid up member. You're concerned. You're passionate about the game. You're concerned. You're a sponsor. You're concerned. Um, and now I'm sure that the, the right people are in the positions to make decisions, but probably with the latest sort of hit in Victoria, this is the least confident I've been. And I'm talking, go back to when they called it off at the end of round one. This is the least confident I've been about where the season's headed because, you know, you start to get players who have families and things that don't want to go to hubs. It's going to be compromised. And that's what the AFL didn't want to have. The asterisk was going to be a, a positive thing. It's the great unknown in some reason. Can I jump in there, Nico and, and Barndog? Sorry, just to just to add a. I, I don't. I don't mind. I find it it quite exciting at the moment, particularly around the Saints. So the Saints and, and Carlton um, found out very late that they've got the five day turnaround only. I think it it uh, probably reduces a little bit of the the impact of that that sort of extra analysis that 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 impossible analysis on the, the previous um opponent or the, the the forthcoming opponent where the coach will go there with his assistant coaches on the sunday watch them play write the notes come up with some sort of fan dazzled way to actually shut down their their way of approaching it i hope it actually creates a little bit of freedom in the way that these teams play without that bit of that, really too, i'm hitting you Shane. i think i know exactly what you're saying here, but were they too complacent in the afl in going um, thinking that we were on the other side of the, the worst part of COVID in going to a traditional Thursday to Sunday fixture. When we're playing 16-minute quarters, it's short and sharp. Why yep. aren't we already... Why, why haven't we seen teams play seven or eight games already? You know, why why hasn't that happened that we've just gone, let's just... We, we might the second way, the second way is coming. Well, it's not yep. really a second way. It's just, uh, you know, a couple of hundred people in Victoria that are refusing to be tested in the northern suburbs. But it's enough to have Palachuk go berserk and have, you know, Daniel Andrews start to just block off certain areas. Victoria will almost certainly go back to a full lockdown across the board. Um, and then you've got South Australia and Western Australia, probably Western Australia more to a, a point with grandstanding about how things were to be done. South Australia were a bit more conservative and now they're thinking, oh, Jesus, it's awkward. It's just, it's just messy. We could have seen seven or eight games played already. I think they've missed a trick. I haven't heard anyone who gets paid six figures to do what we're doing for free um, comment on that at all. Why haven't well, we seen more the, games the, played? The sample's, the sample's coming tomorrow night, mate. This is the, the five-day the five day turnaround. Um, it's happening tomorrow night. Um, I would imagine that the AFL is going to be looking at that fairly closely to see how the players are backed up. For example, like Zach Jones um, had hamstring soreness, so he hasn't pulled up. Um, but if you can do it in five days, uh, will there be another sample in the next week of four, a four-day turnaround? That's the, that was the, That's the reason for the 16 minutes. Four or five turnaround. Well, well, let's make it happen. I want it. I want 21 days of continuous footy like the Big Bash leading into Christmas. Bring it on. I'm ready. Yeah, back to back. To back. Absolutely. I'm sick, replays. I'm sick of watching replays of Big Brother to find out last night they're going to lock down COVID. COVID has just hit Big Brother. I can't believe it. Where's Gretel? Where's, where's Gretel and hot dogs? Where's that plate? Is that plate coming? Where's, I'm ready. Where's... Where's that talking fish? The pommy, the, the pommy talking fish. What's going on? Jesus. Um, you, know, you know what I'm really interested to see? We've had all this, uh, all this talk from uh, the western side of the country, um, and look, I, I don't uh, envy what they're having to go through. Um, not seeing their family, loved ones, all that kind of stuff. Um, what, I, what I kind of first heard 
the talk that was coming uh, from not just the Premier, but obviously a couple of the players and coaches. Um, I, was, I was pretty pretty dismissive of it. I thought, you know, you, you pay me that amount of money, mate. I'll spend three years abroad. But um, look, that probably <laughs> that, that was probably wrong of myself, to be fair. Um, but what is going to be interesting now is there's talk of, you know, every Victorian team not, not being able to go back to Victoria. They're going to be outside the state inside of three weeks, potentially, and uh, with no end date inside. So the, the shoe will be reversed. And I'm very intrigued um, to see how the Victorian team specifically are going to handle uh, the assignment given to them. Um, so, I mean, and the other side of the coin as well is uh, Gold Coast, my boys, and Brisbane, they, they've had a pretty decent uh, start to the season, coinciding with a, a few games at home. So um, I think Gold Coast will be on the road for a little bit now. So I, I, uh, it's a good test for them. But um, Nick, do you think any of the Victorian sides are going to struggle as much as we've seen West Coast? Um, as I delve into that huge question regarding you know, more than what's 10 out of 18, the greater majority of the clubs in the competition. Just check that YouTube link slide for us there, Nathan. Um, I think that there's going to be some Victorian teams, you know, I think it's, it's, it shows the heavy lifting and that's the words that have been used by the Western Australian and South Australian clubs, the heavy lifting they have done in getting the competition started. The Victorian teams are potentially, and I know from a rugby league point of view, the Melbourne Storm have said that they, they believe they'll be at the Sunshine Coast. They'll be based there for the remainder of the season. Um, so they're in Victoria. There's 10 Victorian clubs. The only thing that would potentially um, be different with the AFL would be if the clubs went into a hub inside Victoria. So work with me on this. If the mm. clubs go into a hub inside Victoria and then play each other, there's a portion of time then. But I guess you've got the two-week quarantine going in and out everywhere else. So it's, that's where there's going to be buys don't lock in any grand final date. Don't lock in any grand final team uh, because the Suns have had a very good start to the year playing at Metricon, but, you know, where are they headed next? They get out of Geelong this week and then maybe bounce up to New South Wales for a couple of weeks and then and then where? Who knows? It's Shane said it's exciting. It's exciting. Oh, it's Absolutely. Concerning. The VFL, Nick. Yeah, it's, it's, the it's VFL's concerning. coming back. The collars on jumpers, it's, it's, it's healthy. Why it's don't we concerning. eat it? It is concerning, absolutely, but... We've got 10 teams who are going to isolate. Put them at um, Telstra Dome or, or Etihad or wherever it's called now. We've got eight interstaters. Um, go away and, and do your thing and play some sort of round-robin competition in, in Queensland. Um, let's all come together. The top four Victorian sides at the end of the round-robin sorted out and the top four interstaters team sorted out. So we've, we've got to be... Everyone's kept talking agility and adaptability and all this sort of stuff, but it's a big machine. They'll find a way. They always do. And I'm excited for it. There's a great place down on the Mornington Peninsula that Harold Holt's been um, in an, an isolation hub for, for many decades. Maybe the club should look into that. Jeez. Are we, are we on? Sorry, that was we a... still live? Yeah, just checking out this, yeah. YouTube, this YouTube Jeez, link has gone down, oh, mate. The, the kings oh. of Google, YouTube, are, uh, they're destroying us. So, um, that's, a, that's, enough, a worry. that's a worry considering that the main population that are watching us have to actually get to subtitles to translate hello to our friends in Calcutta or, <laughs> or, or next door neighbours. <laughs> Giddy up. Um, boys, how, do you, uh, how are you marking um, Gillian McLaughlin at the moment? He's, he's got a tough assignment. Um, 
I'm, I, before I throw my thoughts out there, uh, Shano, mate, how, how do you rate his um, performance and, and some of his execution? I'm sure he's got a lot of, um, you know, smarter men than us around him, giving a bit yeah. of guidance. But um, h- how do you rate his performance so far? Mate, it's been it's been fairly conservative. Um, I, it, was, it was one of the challenging things when Volandis was coming and talking about a rubber league, doing all its things um, in advance of the AFL. There was obviously a fairly competitive um, attitude uh, put forward by the, the um, NRL commission or ARL commission or whoever runs the game. Um, but look, he's he's done okay. It's, 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 a, it's a particularly challenging um, experience right now where the, the, the hub of your team or the hub of your group um, across the AFL community um, is based in a, in, a, in a state affected by the, um, the potential second wave. So um, he's done okay. Um, we're still running. If uh, things change in the next couple of weeks, then um, that will be uh, of concern. But um, right now, the, the business is still mo- motoring. It's adapting. It's, um, it's bringing us entertainment every week. So keep it up, Gil. Fair enough. Um, whilst I check out these uh, technical difficulties, um, Nick, let's throw it down to uh, let's throw it down to um, what's your take on? It was an idea brought up that the uh, umpires have swallowed their whistles and they're not blowing any uh, free kicks, or at least rewarding, if we make it a little bit more clearer, rewarding um, defensive efforts or tackles. Um, what, what's your take on this? There's, there's been uh, two sides of the coin. You know, do, do you reward the player that's a- attacking the football, um, or is there, you know, more preference needed to be given to the uh, defensive efforts of some of these uh, players? Well, there's a very simple answer to this. The common nufty, which we are three of, would would say that uh, the prior opportunity rule. But if you get the rule book out, the nufty compared to the person who's sat down to articulate the rules word for word, they actually don't align. So players are smart enough now to pick the footy up. I see Shane at the corner of my eye, and this is all happening in milliseconds. You know, do I try and get a handball off here? Or I see Shane there and go, I'm just going to take the tackle. And I think the players this day and age are more aligned to just take the tackle and get a stoppage because then you can structure up and reset and all those great things that coaches, we know we've got 27 assistant coaches making sure this stuff happens. So that's why they're doing that. Where if you look at uh, local footy, um, it's becoming a little bit more like that. But the player's more inclined of taking the tackler on. Therefore, there is prior opportunity. Therefore, they'll be holding the ball if he's caught or the ball moves on. It's, it's a more attractive, uh, more attractive brand to watch. But, but in short, the player's picking the footy up and he's taking the tackle knowing that let's just get a stoppage and reset. So the umpires need to perhaps be a little bit harsher to be more direct with your question, Nathan, a little bit harder on acknowledging when the player is just choosing to take it. But I like your analogy, Reed, the umpire's swallowing, because I've many a times I've been saying that for years. <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> time frame, obviously the time frame. But, um, but Nick, you're in the hot speak, brother. So uh, what do you we enough has been said about Sydney? Um, they're on the slide, um, half as deep as Adelaide. So uh five nine thirty-nine going down against the uh, Western Bulldogs, uh, who themselves are quite quite a, an interesting entertaining enough team that i can't get a bloody read on um how d- did you watch this one uh, again are sydney just in a lot of trouble at the moment 
Thursday night football. Um, probably not geared for these two sides where they're at at the moment. But I'll, just a couple of things that I picked up, and it's the obvious thing to say, but Bontempelli is a freak. But I'm not just going to hang it on that and look at his stats. I don't care what his stats were. I didn't look at them. But he's a midfielder who kicks goals. Midfielders who kick goals are superstars. And that's where, at any level of football, if you get a midfielder who kicks goals, it's just something special. But I want to mention a Sydney player also, Tom Papley. Carlton went really hard for him um, over the summer. I think they'll go again. I'm not sure if he's going to go, if this might be the end of his contract or where that's at. But I think he kicked four, help me, Shane, four or five. Kick four, four. yep. Yep. Um, and he, he, can, he can play. He's tough. He can, he can take a contested mark for a very small, he's a tiny little man. Um, yeah, so Sydney, they're, they're no good. We said that at the start of the year. The dogs we thought would be there about, they play, like it's a game you'd expect them to win, and they did. Yeah, fair enough. Um, look, Shane, let's move on, brother. I think enough's been said about that one. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Sydney in all sorts. But um, we'll bring you in first. I want to hear Nick's take on this one, obviously. But um, GWS, led by Green, um, getting the wood over the, the pies there. So um, what are your thoughts here, mate? GWS, none of us picked it. And I think it was 13.8% of uh, AFL fans picked it. So there you go. Ooh, um, nice. Nice research there, Nathan. You're That's very good. welcome. <laughs> oh, mate, just a different side with the, the key ball movers around. So you, you've got your Green, you've got your Kelly, you've got your Whitfield, these sort of young guns. Um, you, you add that sort of quality into any team and they're going to transition pretty heavily into a, you know, a, a match-winning squad. So... Uh, the, the tough match to watch, obviously, uh, yeah, particularly um, seeing Jeremy Howe, that was just a, a tragic moment for the, the guy who's been a star for the Pies in the past couple of years since coming across from Melbourne. Uh, but yeah, the Giants, you can't write them off. Uh, there's, there's too much quality on that field. Um, when, they're, when they're best 22 is on, uh, they're a pretty lethal combination. So good match, tight match. Um, sympathies, Nico. Thanks, Shane. Nick, um, thoughts here, mate. We touched on... Uh, I, I mean, I, I think I, I may be a little bit too harsh um, a critic when it comes to straight kicking. It's not like these guys are paid a lot of money. So, uh, Nick, <laughs> they win the game. So, um, is, is that a factor? Is it not? I'll tell you why it's a factor. I'll tell you why it's a factor. If, if And I did throw this out on one of my social media platforms if if one more person tells me that Braden Maynard is an elite kick or compares him to one of the greatest Commonwealth footballs of all time in Darren Mullane I did say that I'll make the recent world rights look like the Boxing Day sales I've had a gut full of it the, the bloke is a he's a he's a rugged battler he's not an elite kick so people just want to use headlines to pump stuff up and we lost by two points and two of his disgusting disposals led directly to Giants goals so that's not very elite in, in my books, but I was upset by the loss. Obviously not as upset as Steel Sidebottom. He's gone out on the piss and forgotten where he was and won't play for the next month. So after pumping Steel up last week, saying he's going to potentially play 500 AFL games. <laughs> he, he, might, he, he might be playing 496, Nico. 496 it'll be for Steel <laughs> uh, after getting a four-week ban for um, his phone battery going dead disorientated after visiting Daniel Wells's house. Not quite sure what activity was happening there. Um, uh, yeah. Half um, naked, was it? Was I, who who hasn't experienced I, that? Come on. 
this is the concern I'm talking about, boys. Like, I'd be more worried if I'd said, geez, our next month's tough, but I, I don't know what our next month is. I know what's happening. We're playing Essendon on Friday night, and after that, I could be looking forward to the Melbourne yeah. Stars 27-game T20 season. Who knows? Uh, all right, let's move on. Uh, West Coast, the boys out west, the ones that want to go home. Um, struggling uh, as usual, really. Uh, Nico, you're in the hot seat, mate. Um, Port Adelaide just more than getting the job done. Um, kicking pretty average these days. I've seen an interesting stat. I think it was on on the couch, actually, the boys over there. Um, I think Revolt said it was 48%. Um no, it's 46% of shots uh, inside of 50 are going through. That's that's the highest stat of any team, and that's from GWS, which means every single team in the AFL today, currently playing this week, last week, all of it, uh, over half of their kicks are going either, well, not between the middle six where it counts. So, um, mate, Port Adelaide up and about, flying at the moment. Um, do you see them, where do you see them back end of the year? <laughs> for any of our international viewers uh what nathan just said then was that kicking's under 50 percent um that was good that was good uh, I, I liked it oh, it was when you watch that one back you'll enjoy it um port adelaide are the real deal and they need to be because the, every year they have big slogans and catch cries and whatever. Uh, West Coast a bit tired and whatnot, but as I said, the back end of the year, I told you last week, could be predominantly at uh, Subiaco or wherever they play now. Uh, Port Adelaide, Charlie Dixon. Yeah, the big fella. Former Redland Bomber. The boy from Cairns in Queensland. Um, he's playing some footy, isn't he? And he's probably the only forward at the moment in the competition who's standing out. Like he, it's all one and two goals. Like someone said the other day, I think he can probably kick 25 goals and win the, the Coleman this year. He'll kick more than 25, but uh, yeah, it's, it was, it was a, it was just a game. This one here that Port Adelaide probably put West coast back in the box. People thought they might be in uh, after Adam Simpson's comments the other week. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Shano, just on the Coleman, our boy, Charlie Cameron, I think sitting in second. Is he sitting on nine goals? I think at the moment. Yeah, yeah, he hurt me on the weekend. I had a I had a little multi with um with him into don't, kicking don't, five plus. But anyway, I won't talk. I won't, I won't talk about gambling because it's uh, they're only only do monopoly money. It's fine. So it's not, it's, it's not that. He kicked six, it's, he kicked six, didn't he? No, 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 yeah, no. He he kicked, six. six behinds. You talking about Cameron? Yeah. No, Charlie. Lockie. Anyway, Lockie Neal kicked six behinds and oh, Hugh kicked one goal five. But anyway, we're not talking about that game yet, are we? No. Okay, good. Anyway. Yeah, go on then. No, no, no. Yeah, let's talk about your boys. Jump into your boys, mate. Yeah, all right. Oh, hang on. Oh, shivers. I'm getting a bit hot here. Get get to the boys. They were excellent. Oh, goodness gracious. Goodness gracious. Hats off. Jump in then, mate. Are they? Hang on, hang on, hang on. Don't say the R word. Don't say the RD words. Real deal. RD. Top four contenders, top four <laughs> contenders. Uh, top early. top eight, top eight, Nathan. Yeah, we're two and two. Well, that's we're a two win. And two. We've, uh, who, yep, who's, we were who's good. higher, Saints or Gold Coast? Oh, Saints. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, no. 
Gold Coast will finish either. Secure. No. All right, a little wager, a little wager for our end of season trip. Mate. We're having the end of season trip. <laughs> I love the idea of an end of season trip. I know where we're going though. But um, yeah, you just North, think of uh, unless you want to come up with the wager now. No, 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 no. Yeah, end of year season uh, trip. If you got, if uh, anyone of our fans wants in, uh, five thousand dollars, and you can be a part of our end of season trip. But uh, absolutely in Bitcoin. Yeah, that's Thank it, you. Shano. Yeah, uh, Saints kicking well and truly straight, and uh, just destroying Richmond Tigers in the end, there, mate. So uh, they well were, done. They were good. They were excellent. The boys. I was. I was really impressed and. Uh, look, uh, it's rare that as a St Kilda supporter that you hats off to our recruiting team, but um, it was the tiger. Wood, it was the former tiger. It was the former tiger, wasn't it, Shane? We've done well. We've done well. Brad Hill is is going to be another All Australian wingman. He is an absolute jet. Um, just makes the game look so much more fun to the eye. He's just a, a star. Um, Dougal Howe is doing well down back. Um, Paddy Ryder's obviously got a bit of soreness for the second week in a row, so he's having a little bit of a rest. Um, Zach Jones was a little bit tight, but overall, yep, the boys were, were great. Um, Tigers are. Um, You're not going to be last year. I've, Sorry, I've mate. I've dangled the meat in front of the lion. <laughs> Dan Butler. You're not going to mention him. Don't have to. All okay. Australian forward pocket. He's he's incredible. Adds so much spark up front. Um, just a a very. Uh, very classy being. I, I can't believe that. I what happens in premiership teams is that yeah, you're top thirty. Um, there's always a squeeze for those spots. But um, yeah, he is he is dominating. He's he's been excellent. Where are you putting Richmond, Shane? It ain't early in the season anymore. They need a win. Um, they've got a lot of talent, so I think it would be uh, you know, ride them off at your peril. But um, yeah, they need a win, obviously, boys. So uh, Shane, what's your thoughts on uh... top eight? Top eight uh, should be top six. Yeah, I'm not. I wouldn't be overly concerned. They they were outside the eight in round fourteen or whatever it was last year and went on a streak. There is a lot of talent there, mate. You can't deny it. So um, they'll kick into gear in their um, Perth hub or wherever they go. Yeah, fair you enough. Told us they, you told us they wouldn't lose a game, Shane, in the very first episode of this. You said they were unbeatable. No one would beat them. That's right. Um, and and, yeah. I, I, and I, I told everyone that I reckon they'd lack the hunger. And if anyone's seen Jack Rewell play or speak. If there's ever a poster boy for that statement, it's him. He doesn't give a shit at all. Has no interest in it whatsoever. And if I was a betting man, if Richmond, if, if Richmond have to hub, you watch the headline, Rewalt stays home, which might actually benefit their forward line structure at the moment. What about Koch? He might... Uh, yeah, Koch has got about 600 kids, doesn't he? I oh, don't Jim, know. Oh, oh, Jimmy Neutron, Kochin. Uh, Jimmy, Jimmy. Uh, anyway, get us back right. on track, Nathan. All right, Nico, jump in, brother. You uh, love a chat. So, oh. Essendon, almost stealing it there from the Blues in the end. But, um, yeah, mate, um, I don't know, man. Jump in. <laughs> I'm really excited for Carlton. I think I said this last week. I'm probably going to be on autopilot from, from last week. Um, but it's it's good for football when Carlton are winning games um, under the salary cap. So, uh, obviously, a lot of their success have come with brown paper bags and cheating. So it's good that they're now clearly being watched. Um, they've got themselves together uh, and they're winning games of football. So uh, to, to probably the the Sydney Roosters, I'd say that, the Sydney Roosters of the AFL for those people who are watching us from, um, from 
anywhere in New South Wales, I suppose, or, or, or Queenslanders who want to try and find a comparison. Um, it was good for them to win. I'm not going to mention any players because, to be honest, I didn't watch the game. Fair enough. Um, you probably watched the highlights. What happened at the end, mate? Eddie's confused. I'm confused. What was what was the rule? The no, I did see. I did see this. Now um, you realise that any time there's a, something of conjecture, the AFL, it's the same as every major sporting organisation. They go behind the scenes and they work on something and the wording of it to make it look like whatever happened was right. So they said to let the law, Eddie. Uh, he came into the protected area prior to the umpire actually calling it. So the player had played on uh, and then the umpire hadn't called it yet. So he paid a 50-meter penalty. The problem was the Carlton player who was standing on the mark kept retreating. The umpire pointed at the mark and the the Carlton player kept retreating, which gave him about an extra 11 meters, I think, Fox footy. Uh, Slobbo and and Jared told us the other night. So um, it was about 62-meter penalty, not a 90-meter so, you know, Eddie, big shorts, big exaggeration. Um, but then Townsend uh, had the opportunity and you're directly in front, just on 50 metres out, playing 16-minute quarters and you don't make the distance. Yeah. Yeah, that's park footy stuff. You kick that. I'm 35 and I still kick it. 60. I'm, I'm 60 on the left, mate. Nick, I've seen it. I've witnessed it. <laughs> no, no, no. Fresh Fresh hamstrings. Every time I buy a pair of boots, I should be getting half price because I'm not sure why they give me a left one. It's just not required. It's not required. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, moving on to my boys, the Gold Coast Suns, mate. They are flying at the moment. Uh, Frio, when you... Well, I mean, personally, I thought it was a great test for them. Um, and uh, flying marks. But um, I just want to point out something that I've seen that I, I really enjoyed. Uh, it was Sexton in the last quarter, who does love a goal, um, but he's had the ball coming in, and he's just left it. Shepherded it through, the ball goes through for a goal. Uh, how many times this year already have we seen players um, take a mark? It was about 50-50. Uh, could have shepherded the ball goes through. Take a mark and step back and uh, spray it wide. So great game awareness there from uh, Sexton and um, still in the hunt for the Coleman. Um, but uh, Rao also doing well. I think a couple of goals. And King, I reckon King, if he hasn't already, he will have a cult following bigger than the Big O in Brisbane. But uh, Shano, my boy, is obviously going to finish above St. Kilda. Oh, yeah. It was a classic. It was, yeah, it was a classic. You've obviously they they beat Fremantle by thirteen points and Fife was down for quite a significant period. So, um, yeah, it was, it was workmanlike. It was okay. Uh, Ralph earned in the Brownlow again, which is fair enough. He's he's a star. Um, Do you know what all. it is, Shane? Do you know what it is? Talk to oh, me. Great time to come in. This is, and I think I said this, um, Nathan, when. The Gold Coast had a couple of really big wins. This is the sort of game. This is the test. It's when you have a couple of good wins, it's how you go again. And it's a game where they went in favourites um, and they and they won it. It wasn't necessarily the best brand of football, the best, um, uh, you know, across the board in terms of performance they've had this year. But that's the sign of a good football club. And I'm really excited for the Gold Coast Suns. I've, I said it last week. I'm really excited. Fremantle, they're playing better football than they were under Ross Lyon. It's a little bit more, I mean, kicking eight goals, three in the conditions with the shorter minutes. Imagine if Ross Lyon was coaching him now. It'd be kick one goal and that just holds. Yeah. So um, 
no, I'm excited for your boys. And, and, the, and the ginger, he's a gun, isn't he? He's just something special. And don't compare big, uh, big King, who will probably end up at the St Kilda Football Club, to the big O. What is the big O's actual name? The big 46 for the Lions? Oscar. 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 He gave away... Oh, this is the next game, so we always just move to it. But no, he gave away—he gave away some of the worst free kicks in ruck contests I've ever seen, and that's inclusive of back in the day, your Trent Noble types, your Cameron Woods. Um, um, I'm trying to think, your Chris, your Christopher Scaifes, these types of guys who just <laughs> tried to do their craft. Jeffrey Gibbons, your Zingermans, Jeffrey Gibbons is another one. Um, he, he gave away some free kicks that uh, that that kept like I know that they won by thirty odd points in the end, but they kept that late in the game at the times he was giving those free kicks away. So I sort of had visions of um, remember that when Buckley grabbed Jared Witts on the boundary line a few years ago, yeah, and got stuck into him because Ruckman are dumb. So for those people in Europe, Ruckman are the tallest guy in the middle that basically doesn't get a possession for hitting it down to little guys to then do but the goalkeepers, the goalkeepers They're, of our game. Yeah, the big dribblers in the different shirts. They're dumb. There's not a lot of oxygen that gets up there. And the, yeah, sorry, that's my thoughts on the Brisbane Adelaide game. Segwaying from Charlie getting high. Yeah. Cameron Charlie's getting up. Uh, he's fun, isn't he? He's fun to watch. He's very fun. Uh, Nico, not a fan of his uh, post game celebrations, but um, look, it's his signature. Why not? But if you can fire that, mate, one of those, one of those a game, we'd be, we'd be uh, laughing. But. Mate, I might jump in here and um, give a, a, my take on, on the scoreline. It was mainly the pundits, and Shane, you touched on it earlier. That's why I jumped in and said, no, no, no enough of that. Um, but I, I wasn't a big fan of everyone, and I think Lenny, to be fair, I think I caught one of your tweets, mate, calling it out. All these punters um, saying they lost money on, on the back of uh, individual Lions plays. Poor kicking. Mate, that's gambling. If you didn't get amongst it, don't blame the player, mate. If you can't afford it, don't fucking put the bet on. But that being said... Oh. Um, Crows are winless. Yeah, again, uh, responsibly. Crow, crows are winless. But uh, the Lions kicking 10-23. Now, they ended up getting up by quick math. What's that? About 37, give or take. Uh, mate, that should have been a 100-point flogging. Now, they are competing for a top four spot this year. I think their stretch target should be to finish either top or second. Top four is where they should finish. In games like this, when they can increase their percentages, uh, mate, I think that's... I think that's as close to a loss that you'll get from a win. But um, harsh, perhaps, but uh, Shano, mate, I had to stick this one. You respect Adelaide. You respect Adelaide, doggy. Jesus. Well, big, big Texie had a good, a good quarter. His third quarter was excellent. <laughs> that'll, that, that'll do me for Adelaide. Uh, Lions, yeah, ugly. Just shooting from everywhere. Neil and, and McLuggies just went ballistic. Um, who cares? Yeah. For the, for the, who cares? Cuppers. Adelaide showed a little bit of fight in that third quarter, which was refreshing. Uh, it's the first bit of um, the white flag has been up the entire time they've been here in Queensland. So uh, Lions um, moving on and um, uh, big, big matches ahead for them. Can I jump on the Kane Corns bandwagon and say Texas done? He's done. His first effort at the ball. Um, he fumbled. I know it was damp. There's a yeah. <laughs> He 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 looked very timid and patted it three or four times. And there's an old saying that um, if you want to pat, buy yourself a dog. And he did it three or four times to start the game. And that's the former leader of that football club. I reckon um, 
yeah, I, I, I don't agree with a lot of things Kane Corn says, but I think they're Texan. If Adelaide are looking to rebuild, they're probably going to try and ship him off somewhere at the end of the year. Um, and if no one wants him, uh, it could be curtains for the Texan. If, if Josh Jenkins gets another club, then you, you'd be confident that as a, as a minimum wage player, that Tex could go to a, a, uh, a, a team, a, a Greater Western Sydney, for example. Does someone like but that? Te- is that? Yeah, Tex doesn't... doesn't um, I completely agree that Walker, you take Walker over Jenkins. Um, but I think that Jenkins was desperate to go anywhere. No one wanted him. It was the Dangerfield factor, wasn't it? Did Dangerfield mates with him and then got him in there at Geelong? Um, the big Texan, I reckon he's the type of guy that just sailed into the sunset and yeah, maybe do a podcast yep. or something. Who knows? Could be our first guest. We'll reach out again. There's been a couple of um, affirmative replies so far, so we'll chase them up. Well, Magic Mike Sheen's looking for a gig. I'm still waiting on Matty Rowell to hit me back. Slid into his DMs again over the have, have, he, have he slid into a few? I did notice some correspondence with Tom actually, Hawkins. Yet, but, uh, Tom, you had some correspondence with Tom Hawkins' wife during the week. Did you realise that? <laughs> uh, yeah. You did? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, and yeah. That's, that's, okay. that's okay. She responded. She's obviously a big fan of the Up and About podcast. And hello to Mrs. Hawkins. At uh, she, I think they're, uh, where do they live, Shane? Somewhere Ge- Geelong, sort of uh, St. Albans. Carayo. Um, yeah, Carayo, maybe um, Colac-ish, uh, whatever. Anyway, Geelong, 7-5. Uh, Good segue. Good segue over to the Cats. Melbourne, 6-8-44. So, um, yeah. again, mate, Mel- Melbourne kicks straight. They take this one. But um, Geelong, where, where you guys got Geelong? Oh, I had them top four um, with all these short, uh, shortened quarters and whatnot. But um, that'll be a decent test for my boys next weekend, I think. Um, I'm going to tip them. But uh, we group yeah, the, we, really let's, let's group the last two games there, Nathan, because they're exactly the same. The the, the better teams got out and they almost Hit got overrun, but they didn't. The Hawks yeah, almost got overrun. The D's came back at the at the Cats, but the better teams got over them. Um, yeah, I don't I, I don't know about the. There's, yeah, I, there's not many there's not many teams putting the throat on uh, on the opposition. Um, in the second half, they're just sort of dancing around and, and getting the job done. But you can't say that, Shane. Okay. Oh. <laughs> you can't. Yeah. Oh, well, God. We're not live, so we'll edit that out, Nathan. But just to um, to sort of wrap the to wrap the round up to wrap the round up, uh, one of our loyal followers, Lenny Phillips, has uh, just shot one through saying, "How about Tex Walker as a replacement for Mason Cox at Collingwood?" Lenny, two words. Quinton Lynch, and we can move on from that. Lovely. All right. Well, should we get the uh, get the tips in? I actually had a look um, last night at where we're sitting, and I might just save that one. Put a little post up in the next couple of days. It's Have it's, I uh, it's a lot. Have more... I tipped a winner? Yeah, you've tipped. <laughs> <laughs> you can confidently say you've tipped a winner. Yes. Yeah, Collingwood. Yeah. But, I've, but I've, I've got to be on more yeah. than one because Collingwood have won a couple of games. You're right. You are on more than one. I can tell you are less than 10, if that helps. But um, Nick, let's start with yourself, mate. You seem to be tipping uh, extraordinarily awful. So we've got Carlton v St Kilda. Carlton versus St Kilda. This is the type of game you'd want to really get all your good mates around to your place for some Mexican 
um, Marvel Stadium, Thursday night football. Um, I deep down, deep down, I think it's the sort of game where you'd want to tip St Kilda, but I'll tip Carl. My boys, Shano. My boys, yeah, under um, the roof. All right, Shane, sell me in 10 seconds. Why should I pick St Kilda? Uh, Marble Stadium in the, in the, uh, in the lounge room. Uh, quick footy, that's our go. Brad Hill, 30, 31 touches. Nathan, did that sound like a response to... It sounded like a response to a Cluedo murder mystery. <laughs> Professor Plum, oh, <laughs> lounge room. Yeah. <laughs> I'm terrible, terrible at Cluedo. Um, Nico, Professor, we'll skip Professor Hill with the inside fifties. Sorry, yeah, yeah, Colin will beat us. Yep, yep, 70, 70 yep. plus. <laughs> they'll, they'll smash them. Seventy plus. What? Well, oh, is, 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 is um, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll join you, boys. Yeah. I win by three goals. Nick, West Coast, Sydney. Jesus, another one. What's, what's this one? One forty-five on Saturday. What are we doing at 1.45 on Saturday, boys? So we sit in front of this one. Um, uh, put the slow cooker on, mate. That's, this is going to be tough uh, to watch. It's, it's West Coast last uh, hurrah on the coast. They haven't jagged one yet, have they, up here? Um, oh, you've got to go West Coast. Sydney are terrible. And West Coast on paper, which paper doesn't play so often. They've got to win West Coast, surely. 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 McGovern back. Shame. Eagles. Yep, Eagles. I'm going to join you, boys, um, for no, no other reason than it's lonely. Um, all right, Geelong, Gold Coast, I'm going my boys, uh, and I think they will win by three goals. Shane? Uh, the puss uh, for, for Gary and, uh, and for Joel. Um, I think they'll, they'll do a good job. I know Johnny Sam Newman doesn't, doesn't uh, rate the, the whole um, – uh, club increase in their performance around some of these um, recognised games. Um, but 300 and 350 for some of their favourite sons. Uh, S-O-N-S. Um, go the Cats. Nico. I love the way the Suns play footy, mate, but I reckon that uh, they'll have their first loss since round one. The Cats will do it here, whether it's for G. Ablett or J. Salwood. I just think that uh, they're at GMHBA and they'll get up. Fair enough. Um, flying high MDMA Stadium. Uh, Nico, Western Bulldogs, North Melbourne. <laughs> uh, Bulldogs, North Melbourne. So this this game here could be pitted as the COVID Cup because both regions are severely hampered by the coronavirus situation. So hopefully none of their players live in the region. Um, North Melbourne, they're hard to read at the moment, but if Bulldogs play the way they did against the Swans and North Melbourne play like they did in the last quarter against Hawthorne, it'll be a great game. Bulldogs just. If, uh, if Cunnington plays, uh, if Kangas win, I, I think he's he is essential uh, for their midfield group, particularly against a fairly classy um, opposition, four or five. So Cunnington plays, Kangas up. Um, we don't play uh, what ifs and tips here, brother. So you're going to pick Western Bulldogs and North Melbourne. I need to go the doggies. Uh, <laughs> Fourth. Uh, I'm going to go, uh, oh, this is probably, well, by some distance here, the match of the round, Brisbane-Port Adelaide. Um, I think Brisbane will beat Port Adelaide. Shane, 
who will win this game? Power just. Power. I think they are they're really enjoying themselves up here and um, they're on, on a roll, um, certainly in the match of the round by a, a significant stretch. So, uh, power. Nick? I can hear the great Mark Choco Williams, the Premiership coach of 2004. The words are ringing in my ears. That sweet day I was in a Redland Bay garage watching the Lions finally lose a grand final. And Choco Williams grabbed his, Choco Williams grabbed his tie and he started doing the old choking symbol when he jumped up on the stand and said, Alan Scott, you were wrong. Um, nothing to do with what I'm tipping, but just a story for our viewers. And for that later win. For our Nepalese viewers, uh, it's a, it was an interesting part of our history. 2004 on YouTube, check it out. I'm on holidays. Can you guys tell? No, not at all. Um, <laughs> Nick. Adelaide v Fremantle. Christ. This is going. Oh. Wow. You haven't this, seen this, AFL before for all our uh, Nepalese don't. fans. Don't watch this game. Please. No, no. You reckon, um, go back go back to the question you had earlier in the uh, in the um, viewing, Nathan, when you said how's Gillan McLaughlin going? Do you reckon he's sitting there going, Oh one oh one oh five Sunday? Is it can we hide this somewhere else? Can we bring it forward to ten thirty? Can we put it up against Sports Sunday on Channel 9 where the guy who wears the red um, pirate scarf just talks shit? Um, oh, big Fitzy. Fitzy. Um, oh, jeez. You guys, uh, flip the coin. I'm, a, I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go I'm gonna go Fremantle. I'll go, the, uh, I'll go the Crows for a bit of variety, but you look at... West Coast Sydney on Saturday afternoon into Adelaide Frio on Sunday afternoon. There might be a bit of family time. There might be a little bit of family time or maybe some additional punting time for those people that have those degenerate issues. Adelaide. Ugh. Adelaide. And shout out to our e-games players as well. Uh, E-sports, rather. Um, all right, the boys are going to Adelaide. Fair enough. Uh, Melbourne v Richmond. Surely, surely the Tigers have to get up here. Surely. Nico. You'd think so, Nathan. I'm going to, I'm going to tip the Tigers on trust. Um, and this, again, could be the last time both these sides are playing at the MCG for some time. So, um, Tigers just. Shane? Tigers. Barndog, yep. Tigers by uh, a couple. Melbourne are, are still uh, pretty capable. They've got a, a pretty solid back line, but um, they lack in, in some other departments. But Tigers in a in a fairly scrappy. Yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah. Shane, we'll finish off to you, mate. GWS versus Hawthorne. This is quite an interesting game. I think the Hawks just starting to get it together, um, and the GWS obviously doing enough. So where are you, where are you uh, putting your tip this one? Yeah, Giants in the uh, in the the Johnny Patton Cup. Absolutely, I, I think they they're. they're um, They'll take a lot of confidence out of beating the uh, the previously undefeated Pies last week. So I would imagine they'll um, they'll continue on. I think this will be this this will be you were right, Nathan, saying that the Brisbane Portola games match the round. This is probably um, just a just a, a level below that, but it, it, I think it's gonna be a ripper. So Sunday night, you'll definitely be in front of the telly, do the family thing in the afternoon, as Shane said, and. Um, 
I, I think the Giants will just get up. I'm going to be real close. I reckon Hawthorne will still be in it with, with a couple of minutes to go. Um, yeah, I'm with you, Nico. Uh, GWS for myself. So we're going to work out this, <laughs> work out these tips and uh, put them up. Nick, you are struggling. But um, mm. all right, <laughs> let's finish off with our one, two, three, fifth favorite segment. Our Nepalese friends. Uh, we got a segment called the short pass. Nicholas, where are you giving your short pass to today? I'm going to get a little bit personal this week, uh, Nathan and Shane and our loyal viewers uh, it's it's men's mental health week last week or this week um and uh i've engaged in my line of work an organization called the resilience project so you can see that there um fantastic um organization um who just basically get you to focus on three positive things a day so i think as blokes we really struggle to talk about uh where we're at with things um and often mask it by probably too much of, of this here. So gratitude, gratitude, empathy, mindfulness, the resilience project, they're doing wonderful things. So check them out. I'm not paid to do that. I buy all their stuff. So get around them. Shano, where are you getting your uh, short pass today? Yeah, I'll look tough to, tough to follow that. Well done, Nico. Um, very uh, significant message. So, uh, I was actually looking through a, a variety of uh, leaflets and booklets that I've got here. So we've got the we've got the Chinese uh, menu, we've got the Thai Malaysian, we've got the uh, a couple of photos and a, a couple of receipts. So I hope they're uh, restaurants. I really hope they're restaurants. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, Uh, sorry. Uh, look, no, mate. I, I honestly, I can't. I can't, uh, I can't buy that. It's a, it's a powerful message. So revert back. Um, absolutely, boys and girls and uh, uh, men and, and young ladies. Uh, talk. Open up. Um, <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, Nathan, <laughs> over to you, mate. Finish well, this up. Thanks for that, Shane. That was brilliant. Uh, look, I'm going to join. Um, Shane, there, a short pass. Nick, I'll give you the short pass there, brother. Um, mental health doesn't get spoken about anywhere near enough amongst uh, men's circles. So I'm not across the resilience program. Is that what they're called? Project, project, project. The yeah. resilience project. But uh, from what Nick's just uh, given the little elevator picture, I think they're doing great stuff and more attention needs to be uh, given towards our uh, men's mental health. So uh, men, let's open up a little bit more. Um, Nick, do you want to put that book up again and uh, round us out, giving a shout out to Resilience Project, and we will see you next week. The Resilience Project, look after yourself, guys, and it's it's just a uh, it's just a it's just a fun podcast with three blokes chewing the fat. And uh, if we're giving some people some positivity on their Wednesday night, uh, fantastic. If you don't like it, don't watch it. Put that on your little clip, Barnbo. Thanks, guys. Very nice, Nico. Very. Right.